This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Um, it's a great honor, a great schut, and toda raba for the koil that's hosting. And uh, for me, it's very, very inspiring to come to what we call to the end of the world and to see the thirst, and to see how many people they are thirsty. Like the Navi says before Mashiach comes, Lairov lalechem, v'leitzomalamayim, kim lishmoa, kim lishmoa divrei Hashem. It's an incredible, it's an incredible thing, and it's always inspiring for me to see that people that could be sinking and sunken into the world of today are still climbing out, looking for ways to climb out and to Kirasalakim to become closer to God. So I'm very inspired, and uh, you know that says a lot to show how close we are to the Gula. On one hand, the whole world is going in one course, one way, and the Jewish people are going in another way. It's a beautiful thing to see. I was asked tonight to speak on the topic and the subject of simcha, of happiness. Simcha. Unfortunately, today we're living in a generation where there's a lot of, um, a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of people are on pills, something that didn't really exist earlier. And the famous question, and that is that, Baruch Hashem, today, Hashem has granted us shefa, this parnosa, people have large houses, people are driving nice cars, people are comfortable, People have a lot more in the material world than they used to have. Is The obvious question is, if so, why is it that there's so many people that are depressed today? They have such an easy life and such a good life. Good children. Why are people depressed? Where's the lack of simcha today? This is a very fundamental topic, which I'm going to discuss. I'm going to try to expound on it, to explain where real simcha comes from. Where real happiness comes from, and with a void of the real root of simcha, a person naturally slides down into anxiety and depression. We always have to look at the beginning of the Torah. The beginning of the Torah shows, teaches us a lesson of everything that comes afterwards, everything that comes later. As a result of the sin of Adam, Adam Arishan at the beginning of the middle of Bereshit, Pashat Bereshit, so he was cursed that he's connected to the ground. Hashem says, you're from the earth, you go back to the earth. The nochash, the snake is, is, is punished, he slides on the earth. From there we see that sadness and depression kicks in. Hashem says, curse is chava. When you have children, the biggest simcha, be'etzev tell dibanim, there's going to be sadness, it's going to be depressing. Be'etzev and tochalna, when you eat, it's going to be with sadness. Sadness was introduced to the world. Why? Because man connected to the earth, connected to the dust. What does earth represent? The earth represents the goof, the physicality, the goof of a person, the body of a person is made up from the earth, is created from the earth. When a person sinks down into the earth, when a person's life revolves around his body, revolves around physicality, revolves around indulgence, is naturally that leads to depression. Because a person, the earth, that's where a person goes back to. That's where the goof, the goof, the neshama not, but the goof goes back to that place. And death is something that's depressing. Death brings on sadness. When a person's too connected to his body, he's connected to his goof, he gets pulled down. He gets pulled down into the offer. He's connecting to dust, so he goes down to the dust even when he's alive. And the dust, the earth, is depressing. It's a feeling of death. It's a feeling of depression. When a person lifts himself up, when he raises himself, his neshama soars upwards. When a person connects to his neshama that's soaring upwards, then naturally the person 
feel simcha. And that's one thing, one thing you have to know. The neshama is always, the neshama is a simcha. Hashem is in a place of simcha. A person just has to lift himself off the ground and then he naturally feels the simcha of what it means to be connected to Hashem. There's a pasuk that says, In the place of Hashem, it's chedva, it's all simcha, it's all happiness. It's happiness. I want to share with you something wonderful. From all the three of us, we have Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Who was the one that was the most removed from the world, from the earthly world, from the mundane world? Okay, I see there's a lot of opinions over here. Who's the one that, who's the one that is called the Korban Ola? Okay. Who's the one that never left Eretz Yisrael? Who's the one that we talk about? His ashes. He was brought up on the Mizbeach. His ashes on the Mizbeach. Who's that? Yitzchak. The one that was most removed from the world, from the mundane world, was Yitzchak. Avram Avinu interacted with the world. Yaakov went down. He lived with Lovan. He was a shepherd. He interacted with the world. One of the three didn't interact with the world throughout his life. What's his name? What does the word Yitzchak mean? Laughter, happiness, laughter and happiness. The more removed you are, the more you feel naturally the feeling of happiness. Happiness. Yitzchak is, tzchoik is happiness. Because when a person is connected to Hashem, all there is is happiness. I want to share a thought. We have two brothers at the beginning of Sefer Breshit. One brother, two brothers, one was Kain and Hevel. I don't know what their English is. He had another brothers, Moshe and Aaron, and Shmois. There's a common denominator. Something similar happened to both of them. Cain sees that Hashem chose his brother Hevel. Cain sees, Cain brings up a korban, Hevel brings up a korban, but Hashem chooses Hevel. What does Cain do to him? What did Cain do to his brother? He killed him. He was angry. He was upset. Why is Hashem turning to my brother and not to me? He killed him. He's got cast. He's got anger in him. You have another two brothers. You have Moshe and Aaron. Hashem says to Moshe, who's the younger brother, I've chosen you to be the leader. Moshe Rabbeinu is worried. He's, what am I going to do with my brother? Aaron Akon is my older brother. I'm the chosen one and Aaron's my older brother. You know what Hashem said to him? Aaron's going to see you. He's going to be happy. His heart is content. His heart is content. Aaron Akoyan has an inner content, has an inner happiness to him. You know why? Because he is the future Kohen. The Kohanim did not receive a portion in the land. The Kohanim did not receive a portion in the land. When the land of Israel was divided, the Kohanim didn't receive a portion. They're higher than the earth. They didn't receive a portion of land. They were not workers on the land. They were higher. They were higher. They were in the Beit HaMikdash. The Beit HaMikdash is a place of happiness. The Pasuk we say in the Shir Shalyam on Monday, it's Mesoy's Kalaretz. It's the happiness of the whole world, of the whole land. Do you know why the Beit HaMikdash was such a happy place? People used to come there and used to bring up a carbon. A carbon was like burning their body. A carbon was like feeling Hashem. I want spirituality. I'm seeking spirituality. And when they seek spirituality, then it's happiness. You're living in a happy world. You're living in a world of the greatest simcha. Aaron Akoyan is happiness. He knows that Moshe Rabbeinu has been chosen. He's so happy. 
He doesn't get angry about anything trivial. He doesn't get depressed. He doesn't get anxious. He has a natural happiness of connecting to connection to God. He's living off the ground. He's elevated off the ground. He's a Kohen. No portion. Nothing to work on. No land. He doesn't own any land in this world. That's the Kohanim. You know there was three miracles in the Midbar. There was the Mon. And whose chus did the Mon come down? Excellent. Moshe Rabbeinu. And then there was the Be'er. The spring which is called the Be'er shell. Miriam. And then there was the cloud. And whose chus was the cloud? Aaron. Very good. Aaron Akoin was the cloud. Which Chag, which festival of the three festival commemorates the cloud? Sukkot. Sukkot is called Zman. Simchatenu. You know why? Because they weren't walking on the ground. The cloud didn't just surround them on all four sides. The cloud surrounded them on top. The cloud surrounded them on the bottom. They were walking on a carpet. They were walking on the cloud. They weren't, were not walking on the ground. Bechlal. Sukkot commemorates living off the ground. That is Aaron Akoin's Yom Tif. That's the Yom Tif of Aaron Akoin, of the Simcha. That is Man Simchaseinu. They used to dance all night long in the Simchat Beit HaSheva. Do you know why when we're happy we dance? Guess. What does dancing mean? You lift your feet off the ground. How do you dance? You jump. You lift your feet. Your feet are in the air. Your feet are off the ground. Your feet are off the ground. You're happy. You're happy. Your feet are off the ground. Sukkot is a time where we leave our permanent dwelling. We leave the feeling that holds us down, that's pulling us down. That gives us a feeling of that we're fixed and we're kavua in this world over here. We leave the sukkah, we go to, sorry, we leave our house and we go out into the sukkah. In the sukkah we have the schach on our, on, the, on our heads and you have to be able to see the stars, we see heaven. It's the zman of simcha, it's the zman of arna coin. It's the zman of a coin, it's the zman of kuna. That's why the Jewish people from Sukkot, they stayed in the base of English almost the whole time. They were there the whole night. The Gemara in Sukkot talks about all the different, they were basically there 24-7 in the base of English. So of course they're happy. They're living with the Kohanim. The Kohanim have no portion, have no land. They're lifted off the land. They're looking for spirituality. The Nisham of a person has a natural feeling to be sucked upwards. That's the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash is a place of living with your Nishama. Your, your, your body is made out of earth. It gravitates downwards. It brings, down to, it brings you to a feeling of offer, of misa, of no happiness. Indulgence in physicality of eating and overindulgence in eating and everything else, it brings a person depression. It's proven. Let's turn a second to the story of Purim. It's a happy day. How does the Megillat, Megillat Esther begin? Achashverosh is so happy. He's the most powerful man in the world. He throws a feast for 187 days. The best food, the best dishes. It's the most physical center you can imagine. They're talking about whose wives are more beautiful. They're eating the choicest of foods. It should be such a simcha, such a happy, such a happy, they're feasting, they're drinking wine. It's so happy. And Achashverosh is now the happiest man in the world. He made it, he made it. 
He made it to the top. What clothes? Whose clothes was he wearing? Louder. The coin gadol. Why was he wearing the coin gadol's clothes? Which kelim, which vessels were they using? Bet Migdash. What, what's going on over here? Let me tell you what's going on over here. Achashverosh, the tum'ah, the klipah of Achashverosh is to fool people into believing that more indulgence and more indulgence brings you simcha, brings you happiness, a better vacation, a more expensive car, a more expensive piece of furniture. It's all bringing you more simcha and more simcha. Achashverosh is the one that's trying to bring us into the world of indulgence and feel that this is where we're going to feel simcha from. But he knows the truth. The only simcha that there is, is from the Bet HaMikdash. He was trying to take all the simcha, the true simcha, from the only place in the world that radiates with simcha, from a place that's above the ground. When they used to go up to the Bet HaMikdash, it was called Aliyah L'Regal. Aliyah L'Regal means you lift your, you lift your legs up. Aliyah L'Regal. He was taking from the place of Simcha, the real, real, real Simcha, and he was trying to steal that Simcha and to transfer it to a place where there's no Simcha and to fool people, to take real Simcha and put a coating around it to make you feel that you can have a Simcha by being powerful and by being hoary and by eating and by talking about your beautiful wife. And he was trying to bring people into that world and fool them into thinking that that's where you get real Simcha from. But it was all a fake. It was all a fake. He was wearing, wearing the big day kahuna. He was taking, drawing from real simcha and trying to plant it into fake simcha. How do we know it was all fake? <laughs> because the balloon popped. And at that simcha and at that feast, he got all angry with his wife. And he got all angry with his ministers. And Chazal say that he executed all his ministers. And the Medrash says he fell into a 12-month depression. Imagine how wealthy the psychologists would be today, treating Achashverosh. He fell into the worst depression possible. From what? From the greatest feast. From the most beautiful wife. From the most beautiful dishes. From the most beautiful everything. From the grand or from the... And all that led him just to depression. Purim is a happy day for us. Purim is a day where we, we, Kabel, we received upon ourselves, we undertook Torah Shabal Peh, says the Medrash, in Pasha's Noach, the Medrash Tanchuma. Purim is a day where we undertook the hard part of Torah. Torah Shabal Peh, where we have to toil, we have to work hard to understand it. Purim is a day for us of Mishtev Simcha. Purim is a day which is such, and we give Tzedakah. People think that the more money that you accumulate, the happier you are. What do we do on Purim? Whoever sticks his hand out, you give him, you give him, you give. We give, we give, we give away money. And what does that do for us? Tzedakah, what does it do for us? It's a mitzvah, it brings us simcha. Look at that day of Purim. Look at the zeh le'umat zeh. Look at this one versus that one. Purim is a day that portrays where real simcha comes from and where fake simcha comes from. It's such an important, it's such an important point. It's really an important point to point out. Matan Torah, when we received the Torah, on one hand, it was frightening. There was thunder and lightning. It was frightening. On the other hand, it's called our wedding day. There's a pasuk in Shia Shirim, Bayom Chatunaton, the day of our wedding day, 
says the Gemara Zuma Matan Torah. Matan Torah is the day where we got married. It's the happiest day. It's the happiest day of a person's life. The day of his wedding. But on the other hand, it was frightening. There was thunder and there was lightning. And Hashem put the mountain over our heads and threatened us. What exactly was going on over there? A chatan does not do that under the chuppah. What was going on was Hashem was telling the Jewish people, I want you to appreciate we're getting married. The Torah is our marriage. The Torah is something that we're married and it's the happiest occasion. But you know what? The Yitzhorah is going to try to interfere. And the Yitzhorah is going to try to make you feel happiness and it's going to make fool you into thinking that you're going to get happiness from other things. Just keep that away. What's the Yirat Shemaim for? Why must the person fear God? You have to fear God in order to keep away all the garbage. The garbage is trying to pull you down and it's trying to fool you. The Yitzhorah is smart. He's trying to fool you. And for that we have to have the Yirat to keep us, keep us straight. But in essence, what is Mahan Torah? It's our wedding day. It's the happiest day. It's the happiest day on earth. Even a Chatan today, on the day of his Chatunah, it's Yom Kippur, and he prays, and he repents, and he gets Mechilat Avanot, because Hashem is saying, now I'm getting married to you. I want you to appreciate what real Simcha is. Don't get involved. Don't fall astray and get involved to anything fake that this world is trying to entice you into. But really, it's the Chatunah, really, it's the happiest day. It's the day where everybody dances. The day of, of Matan Torah is the day where everybody dances. There's a day called Simchat Torah. After living in the Sukkah for seven days, after living in the Anana Kavod, we just break out into Simcha, we just lift our legs up and we start dancing. It's the happiest, happiest occasion. In the Mishkan itself, the holiest part, the holiest room in the Mishkan was the Kodesh Kadashim. The holy of the holies. And there, according to one opinion in the Gemara, that's where the innermost sanctuary, that's where you find the most simcha. Let's think a second. What was inside the Kodesh Kadashim? There was one vessel. Which was that? Louder. The Aaron. Did the Aaron take up any tangible room? No. There was a miracle that the Aaron did not take up any tangible room in the Kodesh Kadashim at all. The Kodesh Kodeshim was 20 amas wide. There was 10 amot till one side, 10 amot till the other side. It didn't take up any. It was as if it wasn't there. It wasn't on the ground. On the Aron, you had poles. Those poles were inseparable. You were not allowed to remove them. What are poles meant for? Carrying, lifting them off the ground. On the poles, on the Aron, you had Kruvim. The Kruvim had wings. And the Pesach says that the wings were spread out. Wings take you up. Wings bring you up. They make you go up. They make you fly. On one hand, you've got poles to lift up. You've got wings to fly. You're off the ground. You're dancing. You're off the ground. The Kruvim themselves, according to one opinion, was a Zachar and a Kiva, was a male and a female. Marriage, happiness, Simcha. The Ramban writes that. The Oran and the Kruvim was a continuation of the Chatuna of Matan Torah. So therefore, we see from here how the Mishkan was just the whole Besamikdash was just a place of simcha. 
We see from here how when a person just lifts himself off the ground, how much simcha, how much happiness he feels. The reason why today people are so depressed is because they're living on the ground. They're allowing the, the sinking into the ground. There's so much gashmiyut and there's so much materialism and people are so into it. It's just dragging them down into the afar. Instead of taking a step off and taking a step up, that brings a person to the, to, to, to the unbelievable simcha. Simcha is when a person gravitates upwards. In the story of Purim, the end of Purim, the, the Pesach says, La Yehudim Oira is Torah, Simcha is Simcha, is Yomtev. Sosan is Mila, the mitzvah of Mila. The Rambam writes that the mitzvah of Mila is in order that a person shouldn't get pulled down into his taiva. He shouldn't get pulled down into immorality and into his taiva. The Balaturim writes in Pashat Nitzavim on the Posuk, Mi Yal Elonu Who's taking you up to heaven? Mi Yal Elonu is the Rosh Tevot of Mila. Mi Yal Elonu Hashemayma. Mi Yal, who takes you up to Shemayim? Mila is something that if a person works on minimizing his Yetzirah, not to give in to his evil inclination, which the Ram says is the mitzvah bris Mila, then you, then you gravitate upwards. When you gravitate upwards, is then you get into the world of Simcha. Then you get into the world of dancing. Those who are zochet to note tzaddikim, real tzaddikim, their Simcha never left their faces. However difficult, some of them had difficult lives and they went through Nisyanot, but they had an inner happiness and it was so beautiful to see because they gravitated off the ground. They didn't let themselves get entrenched and get taken in, <coughs> into the ground. There was, a, there was a very great tzaddik. He's buried in Monsi, the Rivnet Sarebi Zechat Tzaddik with Kodesh Levracha. It's an unbelievable thing. He was some, somebody that every night, Tikkun Chatzot, five hours he used to cry and cry and cry. Five hours every single night. He hardly ate and drank. Nobody could understand how he was tearing, how he could shed so many tears. There was literally a pool around him. A second later, he came out of the room. He had such a smile and such simcha on his face, it was unbelievable. Somebody once picked him up to take him to a Brit Milah. And they stopped the car and they went into the house and they heard him just davening and wailing and crying to Hashem. And they said, whoa, he's not in the mood to come now for a bris milah. A minute later, he opened the door with the greatest, most radiant smile. He lived in the world of Simcha. He lived in the world of Simcha. Even when we must mourn the Beis Amikdosh that we just lost a few, a few days ago, it's got to, there's got to be an element of Simcha in there as well. We don't say Tachanun on Tishabov because it's a day of Simcha. Korolai Moed, it's called a Moed. It's going to be such a great Moed. Chazal say, If you mourn over Yerushalayim, you are Zochech. You're going to see, you're seeing the Simcha now. You can see the Simcha. If you know how to mourn Yerushalayim, then you're going to see the Simcha of Yerushalayim. Because a person's got to live with simcha. A person is yearning for the Bismillah. He's yearning for a place that gave simcha and happiness to the whole world. He's yearning to see the Kohen Gadol in his Avodah. He's yearning to see the Kohanim, those that didn't receive a portion. They didn't receive a portion in, the, in, in, in Eretz Yisrael. They didn't have land, and therefore they were gravitating upwards and they were so happy. You may ask me, what about people that do have land? The Kohanim didn't have land. Were they the only happy people in the whole Jewish people? 
Everybody has to be happy. Every Jew has to be happy. So back then in Israel, everybody was working on the land. That's what they did. Real estate men then being a farmer. They were all in the land. How were they happy? The answer is they were connected to the Bet HaMikdash. And that's why you had to bring your Bikurim to the Bet HaMikdash. And you had to bring your Trumat and give it to the Kohen. And the Apostle says in Pasha's Kitavo that when they used to bring the Bikurim to the Bet HaMikdash, V'samachta b'chalatoiv it brought them simcha. When they grew crop and they connected that to the Bet HaMikdash, is then they realized, then even their earth was gravitating towards the Bet HaMikdash. That's how they were connected. They were connected. Whatever they were doing, they were always connected to the Bet HaMikdash. Even the working people over here, they have to realize that your happiness is going to come by connecting your work to the Bet HaMikdash. By beginning your day with Lemut Torah. By ending your day with Lemut Torah. Whatever you do in the middle. And even when you're at work. I know offices that have shiurim over there. Offices that are Makayim Mitzvot. Offices that give free coffee. And Jews come in and they talk. And you give them a good time. And you, you share some divrei chizuk with them. That's like Bikurim. That's like you're taking the work of the land and you're connecting it to a holy place. You're connecting it to the Bet HaMikdash. But that's something that you have to internalize and that is that happiness and simcha only, only comes from spirituality. And don't let yourself be fooled. Remember always, live all year long with the story of Purim. How Achashverosh tried to show how much simcha there could be in physicality and how he failed so miserably and how depressed he had. He got... No one has a simcha just for materialism. It doesn't exist. On the contrary, it's competitive. People get angry. People lose their simcha. They lose themselves. Over $20 that somebody overpriced them or underpriced them. Where's your simcha? Why are you getting so depressed? The answer is because this is what's so important to you. You're living in a world of the Adama. You're living in the world of the land. You're being pulled down. You're gravitating. You're living in the world of goof, in the world of Adama. A person's got to live in the world of the Neshama. He's got to live in the world of, of, of Torah and Mitzvot. And then naturally, naturally, naturally he's happy. The Jewish people are a happy people because we have a Neshama that's gravitating upwards. We are naturally a people that's full of Simcha. If you just don't let yourself get, turned, get carried away by the physicality and materialism, if every person is makabel upon himself, just to take a little bit of a step back, whether it means in his avodah of eating, whether it means of the amount of hours he's in his office every day to try to come back earlier, whether it means on a Sunday where you don't have to go to work to try and spend as much time to increase your limut Torah and, and, and run do chesed and give stalker. It's so beautiful to, 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 to do mitzvah. Somebody told me he, was, he saw a tzaddik and that tzaddik was coming back from a long journey and he said the tzaddik could hardly walk. He was so exhausted. And they were talking to him and he was like, he wasn't reading, he wasn't registering because he was so tired. And suddenly, somebody came to him for tzedakah and he gave him tzedakah and he said, you could see suddenly that tzaddik got energy and he started walking around and he started smiling. Mitzvahs, Bikudei Hashem Yisharim Samche Leiv. That is something that needs chizuk, and that is something that every person has to realize, realize that. We all need simcha, and Hashem wants every Jew to be simcha. We were talking about this in the car. The greatest kiddush Hashem that a person could do, not just amongst non-Jews, amongst Jews as well, is to be a happy Jew. To be a happy Jew. Because when you're a happy Jew, it shows where, where real happiness comes from. It shows where real, real, real happiness comes from. 
in that schut, Hashem should help us that we should be zoicha. When we talk about davening for the gula, we say in Sheamalis, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting for the schoik pinu, where the whole world is going to turn into a world of schoik. A world is going to turn into a world of shir. It's going to turn into a world of song. We sing Friday night in davening, shiru lashem, shir chadash. It's going to continuously be a world of shira and a world of simcha. Everybody has to jump on the bandwagon of Torah mitzvahs, be mechazik themselves. In Torah mitzvahs, realizing every morning when you get up, just be happy happy that I'm a Jew. The holy Kedushat Levi, he used to get up, he used to wash Negevas, and he used to dance, he used to dance, he used to dance that he's a Jew. Even if a Jew had a bad day, but he's still Jewish. You can't get rid of that. We're still an eternal being. A Jew, his body goes back in the ground, but a Jew doesn't go back in the ground. That's not his essence. His neshama lives on forever. We are an eternal people. There's no death by a Jewish person. He continues elsewhere. In the story of Bilam, he gave bad advice for the Jews to commit znus with the daughters of Moab. And the Pasuk there says, you look it up, the Pasuk there in the Pasha's Chukas, the Hema Boichin, they were crying, the Jews were crying, Pesach al why were they crying? And it doesn't say why they were crying. The Hema Boichin, and Pinchas saw them crying. So he picked up a spear and he put an end. Why were they crying? The answer is because immorality brings to crying. It brings to sadness. It brings to depression. People are looking for outlets, but it brings to depression. Behema Bachin, they were all crying. Because Gashmias and immorality. And materialism that just brings to pri- crying brings to depression. In Eishas Chayel, that we recite every Friday night, we say a pasuk, The last day of a person's life is schoik. Is it happiness? last day of a person's life is happiness? What does that mean? The answer is, a person who's on the level that he was yearning for spirituality and he was his whole life trying to gravitate upwards when he's finally going to be freed from what's holding him down, there's only one reaction to that, and that is happiness. Hashem should grant everybody a long life down here, because we all have a lot of avodah to do. But tzaddikim, when it comes to, as they get older and older, they become more spiritual. Their, their, their body becomes weaker. They become less physical. And on the contrary, you see with them an unbelievable simcha. You see by them an unbelievable tranquility. I know somebody lives in Yerushalayim. He moved from Europe now. He's in his 70s. He retired and he moved here. And he's an old man. And he learns in the area where I live in Yerushalayim. It's unbelievable to watch him. He's a young person. He's a young man. He's walking back, forwards. He's running around, running around. He's mummish like a young man. He's like a young person. He's happy. He's happy. The Mishnah says in Kinim, Tamidichachomim, the older they get, they get more smart. They get more. When the goof, when the body becomes slightly weaker, is then their simcha just grows. Until, until, until. That we should be zorcha be'ez Hashem. If there's any questions, I want to take questions afterwards. But we should be zorcha just to take a step up. Just to help ourselves, each person in his own life, to see where he can take a step up. 
step up, not to let himself go down. And there's a lot of practical aces to that. One of the practical aces is to welcome in a Shabbos. A Shabbos is a day when I'm not working. A Shabbos is a day where I'm not involving myself with the world outside. If a person prepares himself properly for Shabbos, that's why Kabbalat Shabbat is such a happy thing. It's such a happy thing. We have just left the world where we're so busy, it's holding us down. And now we have 24 hours to gravitate upwards. And a Shabbos, every Jew gets in a Shamayatira, we get an extra feeling of our neshama. We get an extra feeling of what it means to live a spiritual life. And there's a lot of other practical, practical advice that a, person, that, that a person can take. Get up early in the morning. Get up early in the morning. When you get up early in the morning, it means you're neshama one. Your goof wants to stay in bed longer, and you're snoozing, and the alarm's going off again and again. It's a machama between your goof and your neshama. Your goof wants to stay in bed. He wants to stay down. He wants to stay. It's in the ground. Oh, but you know, when, when you get up in the morning, you get up in the morning, your neshama wins the battle. You get up early. Ah, then you feel the simcha of what it means to get up for Avodat Hashem. So we should be Zorcham Hashem speedily in our days, in good health, to greet Kabbalat Pnei Mashiach Tzidkeinu B'mehera B'yameinu. Amen! You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.